Hi, my name is Agi Olo and there's nothing I love more than when a person is able to open their heart and express something to me that I recognize must be hard for them to do. A good old dose of honesty, love and some hugs always goes a long way. So here I am trying to access my truth and the truth of several other women who will take this journey with me. I must tell you it will be hard work because our truths have been layered over by the messaging of the patriarchy, the church, our families, our lovers and our friends. In this space though, we dig. We dig deep to access those truths and live them out loud. Welcome to She Magic. Hi, lovely people. Thank you for being here again. Uh, <laughs> this is episode 7 of She Magic and I am super, super excited because I have a special announcement to make. I, <laughs> I wanted to make it at the beginning and then I thought it's just cool the way people hold off the announcement until the end. <laughs> so today's episode is a bit different. It's not the usual format of episodes and I think I'm I have I have mentioned before that I'll be doing a bunch of these episodes. I guess this is what would be called an a bonus episode. And it's a preview to what is happening, to what is going to happen on this podcast for the next hopefully three weeks. It might be more, it might be less. I mean I guess I'll just say it right now. <laughs> um my friend Arsla and myself are going to be co-hosting this podcast for the next couple of episodes and guess what we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about our bodies and she's called it body yodi yodi <laughs> and she's a brilliant brilliant thespian writer actor she's just really an amazing person and i had this conversation with her and we were supposed to do like a recording remotely but technology and everything were not allowing us to do it so we have decided to just do this thing together just meet up and 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 have conversations around our bodies and she has done the work and she sent me a document that i read through and just read some of her stories and it's going to be incredible you guys and i thought it would be quite interesting to just have her on this podcast for several episodes because come on it's our bodies um people have had a lot of things to say about them i guess it's time that we take it back and that also means that we are going to have a lot of things to say and to unlearn and to you know to begin to accept and so that is where we are at that is the announcement over the next three weeks Asla will be joining me and co-hosting with me on this podcast. And I'm super excited. Ay, ay, ay. Yes. So this episode, I'm going to just mention a, a bit of thoughts that I have on our bodies to act as a preview to the conversations that we will have with Asla. And then we will have the word therapy, a reflection that I wrote during this season and call it an episode and then uh, let's meet up next week and engage with conversations yummy yummy conversations about our bodies and about the different narratives that we've unlearned and that we need to unlearn 
funny enough i i saw i had already planned this before but i have seen um adele onyango on her podcast as well she did something about bodies and i just feel like the stars have aligned you know it's time <laughs> it's time that we start to actively have conversations around our bodies and the discomfort that we've had to carry in them because of insecurities because of narratives be- yeah to just begin to undo those narratives and so i had two things that i have been thinking about to share today the first one is the silence we have silenced our bodies I think the way we have been silenced and I, I don't know if you guys remember a few episodes ago we talked about how our voices are easily silenced uh, just because of the patriarchy and everything the woman's voice is not really heard I think it goes further it's more than our voices even our bodies have been silenced one of the things that I learned from a therapist her name is Hilary McBride who has done amazing work to help us deconstruct our ideas around bodies and and just start to build healthy relationships towards them is that we do not trust our bodies and our senses we have learned that over time i think for me it's that moment where you're seated at a place and every single sense in your body is telling you you should not be here you need to call a cab and go home you need to call a friend you need to ask someone to come and pick you up so that you get out of there immediately because you're not feeling safe it might not be that you're in imminent danger that your brain can perceive but your body is communicating to you something that my thought was because we barely have learned how to love our bodies we then do not trust them because how do you trust that which you do not love how do you trust your body if you look at it every day in a loathing way how do you trust your body when it's telling you we need to get out of here or when it's telling you we need to rest we are tired or when it's telling you we need to move whatever your body is communicating with you how do you listen how do you trust it when you haven't done the work to unlearn the hate that you have towards your body and so that's one thought second thing and this is from the therapist dr hillary mcbride who just graduated with a phd by the way she says when you look in the mirror instead of focusing on parts of your body try looking at yourself in the eyes give yourself a wink or the double finger guns you're a whole person not just parts to like or not this is a complete shift you guys for me it's so mind-blowing to start to understand that i am a whole person i'm not just parts of myself it's a journey we are going to take it i'm excited that we are going to take it we're going to learn and then learn and and tell our stories and just explore what it means to exist in our bodies in the most authentic powerful way that a female can exist in a body that's my goal i want to enjoy all the juiciness that my calves afford me i want to enjoy existing in this body i don't want it to be a supernatural act when i get up in the morning and look at myself in the mirror and smile i don't want that to take everything out of me i want to live at peace and in love with this housing that i inhabit that's the goal and so here's our word therapy for today word therapy word therapy
the people who love happy endings in movies. I just want the boy to love the girl or the good guy to win and save the world. I appreciate it when the writers of a movie or a book take that into account because something about our existence and about our world is so incredibly heartbreaking that I do not want to keep reinforcing it through en- the entertainment that I choose. Even then, I have watched some movies where there was no happy ending and it always left me feeling some kind of angst. In one such movie, two best friends, men, wind up loving the same girl. The kicker is, both the second guy to love the girl and the girl herself thought that the first guy was dead at war. You can imagine their horror when this guy resurfaces, when they're already in too deep with their own love story, with this new love story. The thing with this movie is I could not decide in my head who to root for because both guys are great guys. But we genuinely thought that the first guy was dead. I mean, it is easy to decide between good guy, bad guy. But good guy, good guy, it feels like a lose-lose. Because no matter who the girl picks, your heart will break for the other one. Movies aside and back to real life, I feel like this pandemic has us caught up in a space where it is easy to feel like we are in a lose-lose. Where no matter what happens or no matter when we are able to gain a semblance of continuing with our lives, we will have lost something. We may not catch the virus, yet... In a sense, we will have lost something. I am thinking of of the time lost from school for students who are in their final year hoping they would present their academic papers and graduate by September or the projects we had planned to start this new year that have been brought to a halt or those of us who have had to make serious financial adjustments to our lives to be able to withstand the financial storm that this is. Or think about the people who have actually died from this disease and their loved ones. Or the doctors and frontline workers who have had to risk their lives while witnessing it all happen. All the while doing their best to minimize minimize casualties. Or those of us who are planning on getting married and who somehow have, have to rethink the dates, the guest lists, the locations or even the finances. Or think about those of us who are just starting out their new jobs, who lost them because they were the most dispensable when the cuts were being made. Or think about the concerts you were to attend, which are now only online. But we can we can all agree, nice as those are, they cannot beat a great concert with people and food vendors and some really dope musicians doing their thing. And in that same breath, think about the artists who have had to cancel shows and who are now finding new ways to still reach their audience and make a living. Or think about the friends you have not had or seen and are swearing to the heavens that when you see them you may just break their ribs in the tightest hug you have ever given anyone. Or those who this pandemic has forced into long distance romance. Or those who have had to find their relationships anew because they now are in each other's faces 24-7. Whatever your thing is, none of us are getting through this unscathed. In some way, it feels like even without contracting COVID-19, we will suffer. And I have been wondering what our response can be as we navigate some of the impossibilities. I think one of the gifts we can give ourselves and each other is compassion. And not compassion in the, I don't know if this helps, but you're in my thoughts and prayers kind of way that we do it 
I'm talking about a compassion that is grounded in the deep hope that whatever will be after this will be enough for us. The kind of compassion that truly, truly moves us to act in kind and loving ways towards ourselves and towards each other. The kind of compassion that honors our human journeys and says, I know this is painful, I know it hurts. And even though I cannot take away your pain, I can sit with you in it and hug you should you need it. I think that collectively as a society, we do not know what to do with situations that demand of us to feel uncomfortable things like fear, uncertainty, anger, confusion, frustration, anxiety, grief. Because we have been lied to that as long as we have money to give at the funeral, we will have done our part. And do not get me wrong, I think we should give money at the funeral. But even more, we should hold space for each other to go through the pain without invalidating their process or our own. Compassion understands that grief will take as long as it takes. And because of that, our only duty is to stay available for the hugging and the wiping of tears long after the ceremony is over. Even more so today, I am inviting us to compassion for ourselves. So your project has halted. As a result, you slept the whole day. Your siblings, your parents, your partner, your family, the people around you are getting on your last nerve. And the only thing protecting them is the law that makes it illegal to kill them. You feel completely useless and inept and like a complete loser. Or you want to graduate in September and so you spend the whole day eating the anxiety and hunger away. And now you start. You have started to hate your body because you feel like you've gained weight as a result. You haven't read a book since the lockdown began, even though this was your year to read a book a week or so. Or you lost the job or the income and, and your relationship is seriously strained. Or your boss is being unreasonable, your parents are being unreasonable, your partner is being unreasonable. Or you have had to move back home and you had forgotten just why you moved out in the first place and now you're being reminded all over again. Your sense of wellness is faltering by the day. You have not called your friends yet they have been calling you and now you feel like a bad friend. You feel like running away but there's nowhere to run to. You have not done any meaningful work in weeks. You have started consuming substances again after being clean for a good while. You have not given anything to anyone, even though giving is your thing. You have been on movies for a week straight, shifting from bed to couch. You are feeling lonely, and a sense of hopelessness is beginning to take root in your being. Wherever you may be today, I would like to invite us to collectively remind ourselves to be compassionate, to be compassionate to ourselves by saying, this too is me and it does not make me any less or any more valuable or worthy of love and belonging. My worth and sense of value is in the dignity I carry in my being. I have the permission to feel all the feelings, to move through them with compassion for myself, knowing that nothing I ever do or not becomes all I am as a person. I will always be bigger than my current situation. And as we do so, as we start to have compassion for ourselves, we can learn to have compassion for others as well. And in the process, hopefully, we can get to forgive this broken reality for being what it is. Maybe today we can begin to finally understand 
why compassion should be a way of life for us. And I hope that this teaches us that all we need to be more compassionate to ourselves and others is already within us. That's my reflection for this season. I'm learning to have compassion for myself. I'm a student. <laughs> I'm a student of compassion. And I hope you can learn as well to be compassionate towards yourself, especially in this season. And for life, it should be a way of life, I guess. And yes, that brings us to the end of this episode. Please tune in to the next couple of episodes. As I said, Ursula will be joining us. It's going to be an absolute treat, you guys. Share this episode with your friends and let's host Zoom calls and conversations and, I don't know, meetings and hangouts where we can have these conversations. And I'm so excited to be in a position to you know, continue the conversation or help you start the conversation. That's it for this episode. Subscribe to She Magic on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor or Spotify. And it's on Podbean as well. Um, I will have new episodes every week and some bonus ones here and there. Also, please, if you can, leave a review on Apple Podcasts and con- connect with me on the socials at agiolo, A-G-I-O-L-O-O on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And let me know what your thoughts are on this episode. Remember, your feminineness is magic. You are beauty and love and goodness. You deserve to speak and live in your truth. Take care of yourselves. I'm your host, Agi Olo, and this is She Magic.